Hey there, Filled With Messages friends. Thanks for joining me today. If you don't know me, I'm Ruth Farrell, and amongst other things, I'm the lead pastor at St. Peter United Church of Christ in Lake Zurich, Illinois. I wonder how many of you were able to see the Christmas star a few weeks ago. As you may know, here in Illinois, it was pouring Monday night when the technical conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn happened, so that was a bust, but on Tuesday, it was clear, and I headed over to our town's lake. Quite a few wise ones of Lake Zurich were watching the evening sky there, including several who had binoculars and telescopes. I didn't have either, so when those who seemed to have been, shall we say, pre-gaming, began shouting excitedly about a tiny pinpoint of light in the sky, I chuckled at their enthusiasm, but assumed they didn't know what they were talking about. Shortly thereafter, some friends from church arrived with their binoculars, and lo and behold, that tiny point of light was indeed the conjunction. As a youth, I was an astronomy nerd. I'm not ashamed to admit I had a glow-in-the-dark t-shirt of the night sky. But I am a little embarrassed to say how disappointing I found the Christmas star. This was the once-in-a-lifetime experience? Maybe it was just 2020, but I was expecting something more. When we imagine the star the Magi skull, I think we generally assume it was huge, blazing through the night sky, impossible to ignore. But what if it wasn't? What if it was just a tiny pinpoint in the sky, but one they happen to know is very unusual, unique, rare? How did they decide that star symbolized the birth of the King of the Jews? Why did they decide to risk so much to follow it? Hear these words from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child, and as soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Will you pray with me? Holy Spirit, open our hearts and our minds and our bodies now to see you pointing us to the stars you have placed in our lives, to feel you nudging us to follow them, to experience the courage you give us to go on a journey with you. 
May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts, that may they be acceptable in your eyes, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I believe I'm speaking for every reader of the Bible when I say I wish we knew more about the Magi. They're such fun and intriguing figures. A lot has been theorized about them over the years. We've decided there were three of them because they brought three gifts, but the Bible doesn't say how many Magi there were. We've sung of them as kings, but they probably weren't royalty, although perhaps they were royal advisors. We imagine them wearing gorgeous, shimmering silk robes and intricately wrapped turbans, riding camels over field and fountain, moor and mountain. But other than they came from the east, Matthew, the only book of the Bible to mention these friends, doesn't tell us anything else. Our wonderings, our fillings in the gaps about the wise ones, aren't bad or wrong. I think they're evidence that God made us to be creative, relational, imaginative. I also think our dreaming about these captivating characters helps us on our own journeys through life. In particular, our wonderings about the origins of the Magi's journey are helpful. If we think about the little we know about them, we learn the Magi were ones who sought wisdom, answers, deeper meaning to life. They were people who wanted to grow. They were intrigued by nature. They were interested in places and people beyond their own neck of the woods. They were deeply inquisitive. By imagining the wise ones, we also come to see their courage. Somehow they believed the star they saw in the night sky symbolized the birth of the king of the Jews. But how did they know it? Perhaps it was written in a textbook, but it's more likely that they'd heard a prophecy about it, or they'd had a dream about it, or an angel came to them with the news, or their intuition and experience strongly hinted at the meaning of this star. Whatever it was, they probably didn't know absolutely. And it took courage to leave behind the comforts and safety of home to set off on an expensive, long, dangerous journey through the desert to a land where they likely didn't have many connections. Wondering about the Magi also leads us to see that they sought the help of other wise ones on their journey. For some reason, the Magi couldn't quite make it to Bethlehem on their own. Perhaps the star was hidden for a while, or maybe some other reason took them to Jerusalem first. But when they needed help making it to their destination, they reached out to someone who should have had the wisdom and knowledge to assist them. Unfortunately, Herod was a homicidal maniac, but his religious leaders provided the information the Magi needed. Thinking about the wise ones also helps us gain a respect for their generosity. The gifts most rare they offered at that manger, rude and bare, were expensive. There's an old joke that if the wise ones had been women, they would have brought diapers, a casserole, and cleaned up before they left. It's quite possible that some of the Magi were women, so perhaps they did do those things. While the meanings behind the gold, frankincense, and myrrh are debated in theological circles, Sometimes we miss the simple generosity of the gifts. These were lavish, expensive, unselfish gifts the Magi gave the child Jesus. Pondering the Magi also points us to one of the postures of the end of a journey, 
When they finally made it to the house, sorry, but probably the Holy Family had moved out of the stable by this point, where they saw Mary and the child, sorry, Jesus probably wasn't an infant by this point, but a toddler. They fell to their knees and worshipped him. When the wise ones finally found the place the star was leading them, they praised and thanked God. That's the heart of worship. They praised and thanked God for bringing them safely to this place. They praised and thanked God for leading them not on a wild goose chase, but to the one they had been seeking. They praised and thanked God for the birth of this child who would change the world for the better. God places many stars in our lives. These stars help us seek God's direction for us. Perhaps they are rarely literal stars hanging in the night sky. Perhaps more often the stars feel a little like restlessness, a little like discontent, a little like desire for life to be something more. Similar to the Christmas star of a few weeks ago, the stars God places in our lives are often pinpricks in the night sky. They are rarely blazing, brilliant, blinding lights. Perhaps God makes the stars of our lives like this because it empowers us with a choice. God doesn't force us on journeys. God invites us on them. Maybe God tends to invite rather than forcing us on journeys because they're rarely easy. Following the stars God places in our lives normally requires us to be courageous Journeying with God will involve risk and danger. Even though when we walk with God, we are always being shepherded safely through the valleys of the shadow of death. When the star we're following suddenly seems to grow dark, it's wise to follow the Magi's lead and ask for help from wise people. Magi probably didn't have much choice but to ask Herod for help. Hopefully we'll turn to people we know to be wise godly, trustworthy. It is one of my greatest delights as a pastor to help people follow the stars God places in their lives, and I'd be honored to help you if you'd like. But I pray there are also others in your life, perhaps someone in your church family, or a spiritual director, or a godly friend to whom you can turn when you need reassurance on your journey. Generosity is another key to following the light of Christ in our lives. Don't worry, you don't need to have gold, frankincense, or myrrh. A generous spirit is key. Having an open heart to wherever the star leads you, welcoming growing experiences along the way, being magnanimous to those you meet. This is the generosity of the Magi. Admittedly, there will be steps of the journey which are miserable, and on those parts of the path, be honest about your feelings. Try to be gentle as you express them. But Jesus didn't cover up his emotions, so he doesn't expect us to either. When we reach what lies beneath the star, follow the Magi in in falling on your knees in worship. Praise and thank God for leading you to this new place, this new insight, this new understanding of who God created you to be and what God created you to do in this world. Praise God for the Christ child before you. For the stars, God invites us to follow, which are always leading us to know Jesus better. And then, 
begin to look for new stars to follow. The Magi's next star came in a dream when they were warned not to return to Herod. Who knows what your next star will look like. But when the time is right, God will always place one in the sky of your life. May you wonder, ponder, imagine, dream about the Magi's experience following the start of the Christ child. And may the Holy Spirit give you everything you need, an inquisitive spirit, courage, wise guides, generosity, to follow the stars she places in your life, wherever they lead. Thanks for joining me, friends. May God's hope, peace, joy, and love surround you as you follow the stars God places in your life. Amen.